your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and this football season... And the rest of this Texan season, it'll be a lot different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through the game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And, of course, Cody started this show off with welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm saying sit down, get relaxed. Kick your shoes off. I'm drinking a bottle of wine as we as we are recording this show right now. And why am I doing this? I'm celebrating. I crack open the bottle of wine when I celebrate. And you know what, Cody? I had the Minnesota Vikings scheduled, circled on their schedule for the Houston Texans as a must-win game. And I and I and I, and I said if they don't win this game, then there should be some changes. They're gonna be made. The game was on Sunday. Tonight is Monday. We are recording this show on Monday night. And Bill O'Brien, as official as 349, was fired by the Houston Texans. Ladies and gentlemen, give yourself a round of applause because you deserve it. Of course we deserve it. Of course we're happy. Of course we want to celebrate. But you guys, especially those 13,000 fans in the stadium on Sunday who spent your hard-earned money, you guys deserve this news. People were walking out. Uh, what I saw a guy with a Lonnie Johnson Jr. jersey on with fire Bill O'Brien as a sign. And I think what I want the show to, to resemble, to re- represent, is yesterday I made a statement. On Monday's show, I made a statement that Cal McNair, uh, he was trying to fill shoes, but he had them on incorrectly. And I want to say Cal McNair put on the right shoe size, the right shoe, and walked Bill O'Brien's ass about the house off 610 and Kirby. Finally, after everything we've seen since the start of this year, the blowing of the 24-0 league, the trading for DeAndre Hopkins, who is having a great successful season in Arizona right now, for David Johnson, who can't run the ball to save his life, for all of the moves that were made, for signing the mediocre players, no disrespect, for bringing in guys that he liked because they were dependable instead of the talented players, for the in-house hiring, for the debacles that he has created and we've suffered through, it is now over. So today we're going to talk about the Bill O'Brien firing, uh, what we've heard, the rumors, the stories that have came about. And then we're also going to transition into where does the Texans go from here? Right now, Cody, go ahead. The floor is yours. First of all, before you start talking, I'm going to pull me up another glass of wine because <laughs> I'm celebrating, baby. Hey, I am celebrating today. Look, Go ahead. As exciting as this news is to a whole bunch of Texans fans, I mean, heck, I had people sliding into my DMs on Twitter saying, I'm not even a Texan fan, and I am happy that Bill O'Brien is no longer a part of this organization. Um, 
you know, even though it's a celebration time for a lot of people, at the end of the day, it's a sad situation. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna talk why it's a sad situation. I'm not saying it's sad because I'm 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 just so brokenhearted that Bill O'Brien is gone. That's not what I'm saying. It's a sad situation when you think back of where this team was in 2018. It's a sad situation where you think back where this team was in January. We, we thought for sure the Houston Texans were going to be a team to contend with the Baltimore Ravens, with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC to compete for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, not just this year, but the year after that and the year after that. And next thing you know, in the blink of an eye, we look worse than the, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, like the Cincinnati Bengals has won a game before the Houston Texans, and they are literally in a rebuilding stage. So that's why I say it is a sad situation at the end of the day when you think about it and john i know we're going to talk about this later on where do the houston texans go from here and to be honest with you i don't know but of course we're going to start this off by our initial reactions and look am i surprised by this news no am i surprised that it happened four weeks into the regular season yes and you know when this news broke the people on the outside looking into this organization they were making it seem like the Houston Texans were overreacting to the 0-4 start. And no. for those people who are sitting there thinking, well, why did the Houston Texans, you know, get rid of Bill O'Brien? You know, they, they started 0-4. They had arguably one of the worst schedules to open up a season in possibly, what, in 20, 30 years. Ladies and gentlemen, this firing, the news of Bill O'Brien, at the end of the day, this goes beyond of what took place with the 0-4 start. This goes beyond of what took place in January when the Houston Texans blew a 24 lead. This goes way back to possibly since, what, 2017? And my biggest thing is this. When you look at what Bill O'Brien has done to this team, it's two things that led to his firing. One, the lack of playoff success. This team has been so talented ever since he has walked through that door. But yet, how many AFC championship games have we been a part of? You know, forget Super Bowl. How many AFC championship games has the Houston Texans have been a part of? And we're talking about a team who has seen the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, Javion Clowney, J.J. Watt in his prom, Tyron Matthews, DJ Reader, Lamar Miller, Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah. The GM of Bill O'Brien actually had the head coach Bill O'Brien fired. Because all those names that I just said, all those talented guys that I just said, the only one that's still here is J.J. Watt. Yeah, look, you know what? Let me say this. Right now, the official move is Romeo Cornell, who's 73 years old, will be the interim head coach. And I don't think that's good for Houston because the issue that we had with Bill O'Brien was just he was very outdated. And Bill O'Brien is younger than Romeo Cornell. Uh so him being the interim coach, I still don't see an opportunity uh, for the for the Texans to salvage this season. Let's get that number one. Uh, number two, he will continue to let offensive coordinator. Well, he will assign offensive coordinator the duty to call plays again, uh, which was a, a huge problem. And I think we can all pinpoint the exact moment we knew Bill O'Brien days were numbered. Deshaun Watson's quote mentioned yesterday on the, on the yesterday show was. To me, I didn't see a difference. And Anthony Weaver will remain the defensive coordinator so far for the rest of the season. We do know that Romeo Cornell was a head coach in Cleveland and Kansas City. However, he never really had much success as a head coach. Has a lot of success as a D.C., though. Um, and Cal McNair mentioned that Bill was very professional. 
Uh, he thanked them for the opportunity, and he's sorry he could not get over the hump. Another thing we need to look at very closely, Texans Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Jack Easterby, is expected to be instrumental in advising Cal McNair on his coaching search as the team looks to replace the fire Bill O'Brien. Now, we know it's week four. We have basically an entire season to get through before we can even really get into the head coaching spots, right? I mean, uh, I, I've heard Adam Gase's name thrown in. And I tell you what, if Adam Gase becomes the head coach of this team, burn the city. But no matter where you look, there's going to be a very long waiting process. So those are some of the things that we know, right? And I found this funny tweet on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Brett Coleman. Uh, he, he shouted out Gary Kubiak for doing the Texans one more favor and getting Bill O'Brien fired. But when we look at what's going on with Bill O'Brien, let's take a look at his track record. He got rid of Brian Gain, right? His major move to become the GM. Then got rid of his salary cap guy. And I guarantee you, if he, the salary cap guy was still here, Winnie Merciless would not be making as much money as he's making. Uh, and some of these deals will make a little bit more sense than what they do. Uh, he overpaid players like Whitney Merciless. He he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. He's gotten rid of several first-round picks, and he lost a huge 24-0 lead. And combining that with running this team into the ground, starting the year off 0-4 in the first year of absolute power as a head coach and GM, you deserve to get booted out the door by those shoes that Cal McNair could not put on yesterday. He put them on today. And, and ultimately, this is all his fault. It's Bill O'Brien's fault. It's Bill O'Brien's fault because he got this big head. He got this idea that he can control an entity that's bigger than him. And that's the NFL football team, right? Um, and he, he got this idea without having a resume to back him. It doesn't make sense that the Jacksonville Jaguars – went to the AFC conference game before this Houston Texas team. And so that is where, like you mentioned, Cody, you put it so, so great. This wasn't just an 0-4 start. The 0-4 start was literally the icing on the cake and losing to Minnesota in the fashion that you did in a very winnable game when you ran the ball with two minutes and 45 seconds left down, eight in the fourth quarter. That was the cherry on top. I, I truly believe it. I truly believe once Deshaun Watson had that quote that he did not see a difference, something woke up in Cal McNair and he got rid of him yesterday. The, him getting fired was so big for the city of Houston. I was at work. Let me paint a picture. At work, riding the clock, trying to hurry up and get off. And I hear my coworkers, who's a huge Texas fan, and he's going off just like, oh, I wish we lose the rest of the games this year so we can fire Bill O'Brien. Of course, that was profanity laced. I'm keeping it clean. And as he's saying this, old John McClain, Bill O'Brien has been fired. So I told him, I said, hey man, Bill O'Brien just got fired. You playing with me. You jerking my chain, this, that, and the third. Showed him the news. He starts to like hallelujah praise dance. As I'm walking outside to my car, now I work downtown right next to the Astro Stadium, the Minute Maid Park. I kid you not, all I hear is, woo! 
we fired Bill O'Brien. And I'm hearing shouts as if the Astros just had a big game. Now, the Astros actually did beat the Oakland A's 10 to 5 yesterday. Shout out to the Strohs. But it seemed like they just won the World Series as, as the way these people were celebrating. And to speak about what's going on in the organization, Bill O'Brien, as we mentioned yesterday, you can just tell on, on the faces of those players on the sideline. You can tell by the press conference. Uh, he just lost confidence in several players and the staff and the organization. He became increasingly prone to arguments with the staff, which includes a recent and loud verbal exchange in front of players on the practice field. And I guarantee you this, as I looked in J.J. Watt's eyes on Sunday in that press conference, and I looked into Deshaun Watson's face, who looked very defeated, I knew they were not going to stand for this any while longer. And I can't wait for the more stories to come out about what was going on in, with Bill O'Brien in this organization. A pure power struggle for a guy that did not have the resume to back it. Um, more stories were coming out as of today. Bill O'Brien, who fired people over the years, was very rude about it, right? He did so with a lot of F-bombs and orders to get the F out of the building immediately per a source that cannot be disclosed because of, you know, a lot of protection of names and everything. Uh, oh, also Bill O'Brien, who has a legendary temper, has his temper has flared up multiple times in recent years with a series of arguments throughout the building at the NRG Stadium. And this brings me back to something that bothered you specifically, Cody. DeAndre Hopkins' baby mamas. Do you remember that story that came out? How can I forget? You can't forget it. I mean, it, it bothered me. It definitely bothered me because I was thinking to myself, why does a grown-ass man care about what a grown-ass man does who has not gotten in trouble for this organization? And the conversation was, maybe that's false. Maybe, eh. DeAndre Hopkins came out and kind of disputed everything and, and made good. But I think DeAndre knew he was just in a better position. He was away from all that negativity. So it wasn't really more really wasn't that important to him anymore. But after what we are learning, after the initial firing, you know what plagued this team this year? They had an identity crisis, and it seems like Bill O'Brien had an identity crisis himself and, and, and went about it like a child. You don't like what I do? Fine. You're fired. Get the F out the building. You don't like what I do? Fine. I'm going to pick a reason not to like you. I'm going to trade you. And I'm going to do all of these things and not make my team better. No wonder why Mike Vrabel left. Of course, he got a head coaching job in Tennessee, and they're at 3-0. They're looking good, and they went to the AFC title game last year. But look at all of the guys that left, and they found immediate success. I find that funny. And what we're going to talk about today is where does the Texans go from here? I think you have to do – a complete wash of anything Bill O'Brien. They are in a very bad spot. We're going to get into that. Of course we will. I cannot wait. All of that being said, and Thursday night football around the corner this season, like I told you guys earlier, get your football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. So none of that other flack that you don't care for. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all of the action, all of the football you can handle in one place. 
And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You can also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from players' perspective as they break down game concepts and techniques. Learn from your Houston Texans star Deshaun Watson, or you can learn from Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archives. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans. Cody Davis Johnson, sports guy Hickman here. And of course, we are continuously talking about the big news that happened on yesterday, the firing of Bill O'Brien. And of course, after the dust settles and you look at the Houston Texans and you see that they are still a big mess with the even with the departure of Bill O'Brien. And the biggest question is, where did the Houston Texans go from here? And to be honest with you, John. I don't even think we can get to talking about who's going to be the next head coach because we don't have a GM. You can't start talking about who's going to take over the coaching duties because you need somebody to, to hire the guy that's going to take over the coaching duties. So that is just a quick note of how much of a mess this Houston Texans franchise is. And Bill O'Brien not being in Houston is a step in the right direction, but they are so much in the mess, John. You might disagree with me, but I honestly don't see this team becoming a at least a legit championship contending team until 2022. Yeah, and I that's agree. me, and that's me being nice because think about it. Bill O'Brien is gone. So starting today, October 6, 2020, the post-Bill O'Brien era has begun. This is where the Houston Texans stand. You're looking at a team that's 0-4. Remember, on yesterday, you and I just finished talking about where do the Houston Texans go from here? Can the Houston Texans salvage something of their season? I mean, at best right now, they can possibly go 8-8 eight and eight like they did in 2008 when they started off 0-4 and, and ended 8-8, eight and eight, but they still ended up missing the playoffs. Then you look at it from a standpoint of you can't build through the draft because our first and our second rounds are going to Miami. The only way that I could possibly see you getting a first round pick, possibly multiple first round picks, is if you trade this John Watson. And you know, so damn well, that's not going to happen. And then to make matters even worse, you can't even build through free agency because you have the highest payroll in the whole entire football league, which is sad because outside of JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson, possibly Will Fuller, Zach Cunningham, and Whitney Merciless. Everybody else is a subpar talent at best. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but when you take a look at the, the what they have been able to do or what they have not been able to do these past four games, it's, it's kind of the truth. So there's a lot of questions surrounding this franchise. Where do they go? And to be honest with you, John, not only do I think they should just watch everything that has to do with Bill O'Brien, I honestly do feel like it's just time to hit the rebuild button. Now, if they do that, that means <laughs> wow, Texans fans, we're we're gonna have to come to grips that it's time for JJ Watt to go. And that's not us being wow. disrespectful, but that is because Ooh. this is a guy who has given this city everything since he has gotten drafted, and look what he has gotten in return. Yeah. Now he's in a situation where he's in the twilight of his career. He don't have time to go for a rebuild. He needs to be on a team where he can be contending for a championship. And I'm pretty sure, I, I, 
I understand we're not going to get a first round pick for JJ Watt at this stage in his career. Hopefully, maybe we'll find a dumb GM like a Bill O'Brien. You never know. But I'm pretty sure we can get some young, productive talents that we can build around. And to be honest with you, John, rebuilding is the best thing to go with this team. You could, and possibly you could depart with other pieces, try to get get off the books of those very high, stupid contracts. But at the end of the day, you hit the rebuild button. You already have a foundation player. Well, you already have the best foundational player in Deshaun Watson. Looking on the defensive side of the ball, if you were to rebuild part ways with J.J. Watt after this guy has given you everything for the city on and off the field, you have very productive young guys like Zach Cunningham, Charles who very good guys that you can really build. Justin Reed, for example, very good guys that you can continue building around. But that is the only way the Houston Texans can really get out of this whole Bill O'Brien era is just to hit the rebuild button. Cody, I cannot agree with you more. I think I think the Texans are in uh, what, like one of those early stages of Dante's hell. They are in a place basically kind of purgatory a little bit, right? Like they have a foot in and a foot out. And if the season ended today, they would be the fourth pick overall in the draft, but that would immediately go to Miami, who has more wins than they do. And so I think when we look at great players, right, who who ultimately have not achieved that one defining, defining moment, team moment, like J.J. Watt is a phenomenal player, all-world talent, all-decade player. Uh, he is a Hall of Famer, and I think J.J. Watt is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Looking at everything he's done, I think he should be off the door. And not because my original point that I made early in the season before it even started that he's not going to produce, only because he deserves it. The sad part about it is, just to take away from Bill O'Brien in, in, in general and where the Texans are moving forward, but the sad part about it is, so was Andre Johnson, who you know had his riff with Bill O'Brien. Dwayne Brown, now J.J. Watt. It just seems like it's the right thing to do to send him out to a place where he can actually succeed and, of course, get something back that you can build your team around. But where the Texans are going in the future, I think 2022 could be the best year. The first thing they have to do is go out there and find a head coach that – does not have this QB whisperer label, QB guru label. They don't work in this league. I think you have to find somebody that is going to utilize the quarterback best strengths, right? That's number one. And we'll utilize the rest of your offense's best strength. And we'll delegate to guys to do their job, your head coach is going to let your defensive coordinator be your the, the team's DC. He's going to he's going to get his own OC and work with that guy, not just have him as a name and a title, which we've seen from Bill O'Brien. You have to find the combination of a GM separately and a head coach, two guys in their own space 
that works together on allowing every coach to do their job. I think that's how you evaluate the team. The problem Houston has had is Bill O'Brien has tried to be everything, and that's mediocre. Call it what it is. And I'm on record by giving him praise. I am. I, I thought, you know, and I, I will stick to this. Bill O'Brien did more or less. But this isn't the time for that. And so this is basically going to be a red shirt year. I think the right thing to do, the best thing to do, and the fair thing to do is start exploring trades for J.J. Watt. I wanted him to retire a Texan and only a Texan. But at this point, especially after looking at his face and, and kind of feeling his frustration, let him out. Let him out. And moving forward, whichever GM head coach comes into this position, the only thing they really have to look forward to is Larry Tunsil locked in a very decent young offensive line and Deshaun Watson on the offensive end. Will Fuller has played very well. He's had two 100-yard games when he's been on the field and getting those targets. So that's something you can look forward to. But this is what Houston has to, you know, sell to the next guy that comes in for the GM and head coach. Oh, so I know we're pretty bad last year, and typically we would get a very good draft, but that goes to Miami in the first and second round. We also don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. We have a aging defense, and, you know, the previous guy kind of kicked out the salary cap, guys, so we have a very bad salary cap problem. So, um, yeah, but we really want you here. I don't know how they're going to sell it. The only way you can sell that is just simply saying we have Deshaun Watson and we're going to allow you to open his playing style up and allow him to be the dynamic player. We truly haven't seen, hear me out. We truly haven't seen the best version of Deshaun Watson since that seven game streak, his rookie year. We've seen Deshaun Watson handcuffed. We've seen Deshaun Watson at times have those moments. And, and yes, every time he has those moments, we always think to ourselves, now why can't we get this for a full season or a full game? It's simply because he was handicapped. He was, he was handcuffed. And that was Bill O'Brien's doing. So you're going to have to find somebody, uh, Cal and Jack Aceby, who, like I said earlier, he is reported to work hand-in-hand with Cal McNair. They're going to have to find a guy that's committed, that knows uh, it's not really greener on the other side. I mean, it can get green on our side, but you have to do a lot of watering, a lot of maintenance, a lot of upkeep. You have to put in the time and effort. So they're going to be working against two or three years, maybe at the most, of issues that was created before they even got there. And I'm going to say this, my candidate for this job is the same as it was last year. And that's Eric Benamy from the Kansas city chiefs, that OC, the way that he makes Patrick Mahomes job so much easier. That is what Deshaun Watson needs. And he's deserved. That is my number one candidate. And to be quite frankly with you, that is my only candidate. What I want the Houston Texans to do, and I truly believe that moving on from Bill O'Brien will help this, and it's been one of my biggest pet peeves for the longest, stop trying to be like the New England Patriots and find your own identity. 
Yes. You cannot be like the New England Patriots. They have had arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, along with the greatest coach of all time. And if you don't think they're the greatest, they don't fall no short than number two. That's not going to work here in Houston. I think this year, what you need to do moving forward for the rest of the NFL season, uh, whether or not it uh, continues or not and finishes, is it's always good. How can I put it? So it's always good if a house gets knocked down, it's always good to start the groundwork first. Right. You know, it's going to be a long process of getting everything back that you envision and that you already had. But the first thing you can do is kind of clean up the mess, get that debris out of the way. And for the Houston Texans, the debris is just knocking off and shaking off that funk Bill O'Brien just left. I mean, I've never seen Deshaun Watson look that sad. I've never seen J.J. Watt outside of a playoff loss look that pissed. And I think he looked worse in these first four games than we've ever seen him look after a playoff loss. And that speaks volumes. And then you still have 13 weeks left in this season, 12 more games. Figure out now what you potentially want to be. And that speaks to what you said. You know, figure out what this team wants to be, not what they think it'll work because it, they seen somebody else do it. This is your own house. This is 610 in Kirby. This isn't Boston. This is Houston. Knock off that debris and start the groundwork right now to, to hey, basically scout yourself out to other GMs and coaches out there. Does that make sense? Like, do the best you can right now and don't end this season off in a sad funk. Now, I don't think you win more than five games. And if we're seeing a noticeable change, then, hey, you know what? Okay, now we have something we can market and sell to the next guy that we want to bring in and take over this role. And I think that is how you start to become a winning organization. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance, a big chain store, but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login. 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. You know, I also want to tell you guys about Built Go, right? It's it's just amazing. It's kind of sweeping the, the workout nation. It's sweeping the gyms. It's keeping everybody where they need to be. And uh, Built Go just makes you the best you at whatever you do. That's what it does. That is the main objective. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break right through it with Go every day. Easy to take in a 1.5 ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. If you're playing some flag football with your boys, it's good for that. Or you could just put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilgo is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's so natural for the body. It's just completely better. It's like drinking a monster with a third of caffeine and better results. With three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and my favorite, chocolate mint. I like mint. You know, mint, mint, it gives you like this fresh feeling at the end. You know what I mean? Whenever you drink it or eat it. Built Go combines energy gel with a collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff, and it's great to ignite your work. It ignites my work as well. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! As we wrap up today's episode, and we thank you guys for staying along with us. Uh, My final thoughts, how many stories, quotes, rumors are we going to get in the next 24, 48, 72 full week span of how bad the situation was with Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. My final thoughts is just a sad situation. Once again, you're talking about a team that looked like they was going to be contending along with Baltimore, contending with Kansas City. And now we're at the bottom of the barrel of the league. It's just a sad situation. Um, it's sad what this guy has done to this organization in less than a year. Once again, it's it's a sad situation, and it should not have ended like this. Ultimately, guys at home, I want you guys to finally get that sigh of relief. You deserve it more than we do here at the show. We just we we really just want to redirect everything we know you guys feel back out there into the world. We're redirecting your energy. So celebrate. And then also in the same breath, understand this is now the first step to getting better. So this is a Houston Texan support group. Hi, my name is John, some sports guy. <laughs> Hi, John. But <laughs> I'm at some sports guy on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter again at some sports guy and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.
You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.